Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Live. Okay. How are you? Um, awake now. <laughs> and what's so interesting is that yesterday, because yesterday, um, Saturday night when I went to bed, I said, like, ooh, I said, okay, we now have a church service on Sunday, so I do not have to set my alarm. And yes, I did wake up at a quarter to ten. <laughs> I was like, okay. And this morning, I set the alarm and uh and didn't hear it. So I'm like, all right then. You put on gas. <laughs> well, we won't be out here that long um, because I'm only going to go over what Sam said go over for today. About the fasting, and then we're just gonna, um, and that would be it for today. Nothing, nothing else. Okay. Yeah, because you know, that's, you know, uh, he had mentioned that, um, you had said that me and you needed to go on a fast. This is the time of year where a lot of churches do fast. Mm-hmm. And so um, I downloaded a piece of PDF with the notes um, from the book that he was talking about. Okay. Uh, God's Chosen Fast. Mm-hmm. And um, it was just like the highlights of the book, I guess. It was it's only like three three pages long, and um, so yeah. So I was just like, we'll just we'll just talk about fast, and so people get a better understanding of what a fast is. Because I, you know, looking at this, I'm like, we've been doing it kind of wrong. <laughs> okay. Um. And I got the book. I haven't started reading it yet. I'm looking around my junkie room like, where the heck did I put it? Um, I haven't started reading And actually, I'm, I'm fasting today. I think this is week, week four or five of me doing this fast. Um, the, the, the no food, because I usually do from 24 hours from dinner to dinner. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then the no water, I start like at midnight. Um, the, the no food part, I'm usually pretty, pretty good at. Sometimes like the last few hours, um, will start to get to me, but then I'm like, oh, you only got three hours to go. You can do this. Um, it's the, it's the no water part that, that's, that's the most difficult for me. Um, not, not the, not the food part of it. Okay. Okay. 
Mm. Well, that sounds harsh. <laughs> yeah, it, it um is more than a notion. Because you think that sounds a little harsh. <laughs> you know what? Because it's, because it's true. Like, you know, if I'm not thinking about it, I could go a day or two without eating, depending on, you know, what my activities are. But if I make myself go on a fast, everything and anything is craving. Like, oh, I want some chocolate. Oh, I want this. Oh, I want that. You know, so, yeah, I get you. The opposite. Yeah. I'm the opposite. If I know... If you know, when I know, okay, Monday I'm doing a fast, I'm okay. During the day, um, I usually do not get hungry. Um, you know, seeing food doesn't really bother me until those last couple of hours. That's, that's when it hits me. But it's when, uh, I mean, you know, because I've, I've had some lean times where, you know, I fasted unintentionally. Um, it's during those times, you know, that I'll be like, oh, you know, everything, every commercial on TV is about food, um, you know, and everything looks delicious and, and so on and so forth. But when I'm fasting, it doesn't bother me. It's like, it's like I'm, mentally, um, I'm mentally set that th- there's no food today and, and, I'm, and I'm good. Interesting. Let's do this thing. We talk about your experiences. Um, you've been doing like um okay, so um this is notes from the book God's Chosen Fast by Arthur Wallace. Wallace, yes. Mm-hmm. And it says, from the beginning, people have pursued God. They wrongly built the Tower of Babel to reach him, Genesis 11, 1 through 9. They rebelliously carved images to please God. They arrogantly conceived and lived by legalistic laws to impress God. They constructed monasteries and isolated themselves to please God. As we shall see, they even fasted wrongly in an attempt to divert his attention from other things they should have been doing but were neglecting. It's important to note that religious practices such as fasting are less important than doing God's will. As Micah 6.8 points out, what the Lord truly requires of us is devotion to himself, to do justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. This lesson will address three biblical facts, the normal, absolute, and partial. Okay, so the first fast is the normal fast. He fasted 40 days or 40 nights, and afterwards he was hungry, Matthew 4 and 2. To fast, we are told, is not simply nor necessarily to abstain from food. I'm sorry. To fast, we are told, is not simply 
not necessarily. That's right. I'm sorry. Not necessarily to abstain from food. Anything that hinders our communion with God, or they say fasting means to do without, to practice self-denial. We have only to widen the meaning enough, and the cutting edge has gone. It is true that there are many things besides food that may hinder our communion with God. It is also true that we need to practice self-denial in general. The fact still remains that to fast means primarily not to eat. We are told that he ate nothing, Luke 4 and 2, but not that he drank nothing. Afterwards, it says he was hungry, but that he was, but not that he was thirsty. Those thirst pains are more intense than those of hunger. Satan tempted him to eat, but not to drink. This also suggests that the fast was an abstaining from food, but not from water. In fact, the human body cannot survive 40 days without water, apart from being supernaturally sustained. The normal fast then involves abstaining from all forms of food, but not from water, and must be distinguished from the other two forms, the absolute and the partial. So a normal fast is no food, but with water. And it's true, a lot of the churches say, well, if you can't fast, if you can't fast from food or water, you know, maybe fast from TV or fast from, you know, whatever. And it's, when you think about it, it's really not the same thing because you're not bringing any control over your body. You know, it's, It's pretty much superficial if it has nothing to do with your body because you can always find other things to redirect. Like with me with my reading, I, you know, I went on, I went on a reading binge, not going to lie, went on a reading binge, totally nothing biblical. <laughs> okay. Um, biblical proportions. And so, but the thing is, it's like there's always other things to distract you because it's outside of yourself. So I get what they mean about a normal fast. It has to be something. Is the dishwasher, I wash your clothes. Is that too much noise in the background? Oh, I can, I can still hear you. Okay. So, um, so a normal fast is so abstaining from food. Anything else is, any other self-denial is fine, but you really want to do a fast from food. Um, and, and, that's, and that's something really interesting because what a lot of um, ministers don't let us know as well is when you fast, you should also be doing um, something towards, you know, 
building your relationship with God. So that means maybe you should be having that one-on-one communion time with God, prayer, studying the word, maybe reading um, a book, you know, something that is enhancing your relationship with him as you're doing this fast. The fast is meant for you to be refocusing, not just not getting, getting off your body, but being selfless. So maybe that means taking your, you know, what you would spend on your food for yourself and giving it to the homeless or maybe going to spend time with um, a, a senior citizen or, you know, or whatever. Different things are, hold on one second. Sorry about that. Okay. okay. So, um, you know, so we we need to then redirect our 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 whole thought process and the things we do on a daily basis when we're doing our fast, redirecting them to the ministry that <clears throat> God puts on our heart as we're going through the fast. Okay. Now, are you reading reading from the book or for some research that you found? This was actually somebody's notes from the book. Okay. They only wrote wrote down, like, the highlighted information. So they didn't go into the details. It's like the the high level notes, like what the what the different fasts are. And I'm quite sure the the book goes in more depth of what a normal fast is, and gives more um, examples and testimonies and stuff. Okay, because I was trying to find out, like I was trying to to find where you were in the book, so I could read along. And I'm like, okay, I don't know where the heck she at. <laughs> yeah, it's just a note. Now, um, how is the book? How is the book broken down? Okay, well, you got the forward and the preface, and then there's different. Um, there are 23 um, chapters. They don't seem to be like very long. Um, they start at why fast, the normal fast, the absolute fast, the partial fast, when, not if, the time is now the regular and public fast, fasting unto God for personal sanctity, 
to be heard on high, to change God's mind, to free the captives. They fasted to deliver for revelation, flesh pots of Egypt, to, to buffet the body. What about asceticism, fasting in the body for health and healing, how to begin, how to break the fast, diary of a fast in the last days, and then they fasted. So those are the yeah. different chapters. Yeah, this, um, the, the person that wrote these notes, he only, like, yeah, he only touched on the three fasts. And then he touched on um, a couple of the chapters, again, just giving, like, the 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 um, references, mm-hmm. but nothing, nothing deep. So, um I was just going to go with, uh, you know, go touch on it because, <clears throat> and then, sorry, <clears throat> and I was going to get the book today because Sam told me to get the book the other day, but I wasn't going in those stores. Mm-hmm. Okay. Too many people, too many people. I was like, nope, not today, not the other day. <laughs> so, I'm not mad at you about that. But yeah, um, but yeah, it's just a, it's just high level notes from it. Um, and he, because he, because the next fast he talks about is the absolute fast, and the absolute fast is for three. And he references Acts, um, the Book of Acts, chapter nine, verse nine, where it says for three days he neither ate nor drink. And with the absolute fast, the absolute fast was usually for only a short amount of time because you weren't eating or drinking at this time. And so because the body needs water, you don't want to go too far without having any water or any fluid. Um, Only if God tells you to do an absolute fast more then two or three days, then you shouldn't do an absolute fast because it wears the body down. Um, my no apostle. problem. <laughs> nope, no, nope. That's not a problem at all. <laughs> <It's>, uh, <laughs> um, it says there are a few examples in Scripture of what the absolute fast is called, that is abstaining from drinking as well as eating. Normally, this is never more than three days, probably because any longer period might have proved physically injurious. The body can go long periods of time without food and be physically benefited, but only for a very short time without water. As was spent the night, neither eating bread nor drinking water, but he was mourning over the faithlessness of the exiles, Ezra 10 and 6, Ezra 9 and 3, Esther 4 and 16, and Acts 9 and 9. There are examples in Scripture of absolute fast, which must have been supernatural in character because of their long duration. For two separate periods of 40 days and 40 nights, Moses was in the presence of God 
neither eating nor drinking. Deuteronomy 9, 9 and 18 and Exodus 34 and 28. The first occasion was when he received the Ten Commandments from God. The second was immediately following, after discovering the people were worshiping the golden calf and so had broken the law even before they had formally received it. These two fasts were undertaken virtually with intermission, and taken together constitute what is certainly the longest fast in the Bible, 80 days without food or water. Yeah, that was, yeah, yeah, supernatural. The journey of Elijah to Horeb appears to have been undertaken during an absolute fast. If so, it must have been supernatural. Under the juniper tree where he was sleeping after escaping from Jezebel, he was awakened by an angel who provided him with freshly baked cake and a cruise of water. Twice he was told to eat and drink, and then he went in the strength of that food 40 days and 40 nights to Horeb, the Mount of God, First Kings 19 and 8. And so that's just showing that the absolute fast, no drinking again, no water, only for short periods of time. Um, there's nothing so drastic now where we need to have a supernatural fast because Christ has come and completed everything. So anybody doing a 40-day fast for absolute fast, they have to, I mean, hey, God bless you. I know they have said this one man did do a 40-day fast, you know, but it's like, what again, were you, were you doing it on your own accord or was it something that God told, told you to do, you know? And a lot of times we have to make sure that we ask God what is the best path for us to do. You know, we have to ask him because we don't want to, we want to be able to do it the way he has it lined up and not do it of our own accord. And I started this without even prayer. So I'm going to back up a second and say, Lord, we thank you for another day. We thank you for sacrifices made. We thank you for the fulfillment of your promises. We thank you for your loving grace and mercy. And as we continue with this conversation about past, God, we ask, that you will direct us on what type of fast needs to be done. Give us the strength, the willing to do, to complete it so that we're able to walk according to your will and not our own and bring our flesh, spirit, soul, and body under subjection so that we can rightly hear your voice, discern 
wisdom and knowledge that you give us and reveal to us and be not just hearers of your word, but doers as well, strengthening our faith in ourselves and in you. For your glory and for our good, in the name of Yeshua, we pray, amen. Amen. Okay. And last but not least is the partial fast. And the partial fast is usually what all the churches go on. You know, and even it was so funny to me. And I was mad at myself after I did it because I went, well, it was it was drastically marked down, but whatever. But Rick Warren um, made money off of the Daniels Fast. He went and wrote a book about the Daniels Fast. And you know, and, and, you know what to eat and what not to eat, and how to put it together. He put recipes in the book and all this other stuff. But he um, he he touted it as not only are you fasting, you're losing weight, and it's going to make you feel good, and blah 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 blah. But that is not the that was not the point that was trying to be made at the time. It was the point but it wasn't the point. And so it's just like, you know, again, we have to look at the references to the fast, the different fasts that were made. And so the partial fast is referring to Daniel. And he says, it says in Daniel 10 and 3, I ate no delicacies, no meat or wine entered my mouth. But the emphasis here is upon the restriction of diet rather than complete abstention. There you go. At the commencement of the book of Daniel, we are introduced to this young man and his three companions. They have been selected from among the Hebrew exiles because of noble birth and intellectual attainment for special training with a view to serving in the presence of the king of Babylon. These men resolve not to defile themselves with the king's rich food or the wine which he drank, as these were the first offered to the Babylonian gods. Instead, they asked for vegetables to eat and water to drink. The stewards that over them agreed to test the effect of the simple diet for a period of 10 days. At the end of this time, they were better in appearance and better in flesh than all the youth who ate the king's rich food, Daniel 1 and 15. 
The value of the partial fast, however, is not confined by any means to the physical. Later in the book of Daniel, we read how this prophet received a revelation from God concerning the future of his people Israel. He describes how he sought the Lord for understanding of this vision. In those days, I, Daniel, was mourning for three weeks. I ate no delicacies, no meat or wine into my mouth, nor did I anoint myself at all for the full three weeks. Daniel 10, 2, and 3. And so in the partial fast, as well as the other fast, it's usually because you're looking for a revelation from God, not just because of health reasons, but it says, you know, this kind comes from fasting. So a lot of things are because you're trying to bring control back to your body, having control over it, and not letting your body have control over you. Because the world says, well, what you crave, let your body have what it craves. But in actuality, once you start doing that, unfortunately, and I can attest to this. Once you start going after what your body craves, it becomes a habit. Mm-hmm. You know? And so it's like you can't just let your body have, you just can't, like I tell my son now, and um, I was like, wow, God, okay, so. This is why I'm going through all these issues. You know, you can't, like, you just can't let your your mind go wherever you want it to go. You know, you can't let your body go wherever it wants to go. Because just because it craves it, just because it wants it, does not mean that it's good for you mentally or physically. And so if we, you know, because it boggles my mind, you know, people always say, well, um, one of the things that God did was he had, if the good he gave us dietary laws of what to eat and what not to eat, you know. But, you know, after such a time, he was like, everything that I made was good. But then when you look at some of the things that he said not to eat, it's like now I wouldn't touch it because it makes sense why he said don't eat it, why he said it was unclean or, you know, whatever. But it's like now because you have that choice, just because it's good, just because it's available to you, is it good for you? And a lot of times it's like, no, it's not good for you, but because it's available, you're like, well, it's available, it's there. Why not eat it? Why not touch it? Why not drink it? You know, I can buy it. My money's good, whatever. And it's like, but does it mean that it's good for you? And a lot of times the answer is no. Like the di- uh, uh, like the diet one of the one of the things was pork. 
God said, don't eat pork. You're not supposed to eat pork. There's something else. But pork is the biggest thing. And that's in every religion but Christianity will, will not touch pork. And we'll say, well, God said all things are good. But then when you look at why he said not to touch pork, you know, they there's toxins in the body that doesn't leave in a pig. So it's like now you're eating those toxins or you eat pork. Now, fast forward to current medical doctors who at one time were saying pork is good for you. Now they're saying pork is not good for you because of those same toxins that God was saying at the beginning of time was not good for you. But when you put it in religious context, People say, well, I will eat pork regardless of. But when you see a doctor say it, they'll eat pork alone. When we're doing a fast, we're lining up with the word of God and not with the word of man. So you're now having to listen to what your body is saying, what God is saying, and putting all your effort into gaining control back over yourself and start listening to you. And at this time, you're listening to your body as well. So, Pam, now that you've been on the um, you've been on the fast this long, have you noticed anything different? Oh, I'm sorry, was that question directed at me? Yes, ma'am. Oh, okay. Can you repeat it? No, I was saying that you've been on the fast. Have you noticed anything different about your body? You mean like as far as like uh, losing weight or anything? Um, losing weight, um, just the feel of it in general. Even um, if you're no, not so much that. I mean, you know, well, I'm trying to lose weight anyway, but excuse me, that um, that fluctuates. The, the losing weight part, I don't get excited about because even if you you lose something that day, you know, you're going back to eating the next day, so you know, you end up picking that back up. Um, but it's more. Um, I think I was telling Sam where I'd be having a problem sometimes with the uh, with the coughing fit, and um, it didn't it didn't happen the first week. I think the second week I got um, like some type of like tickle in, in in my throat, and then it got worse the third week where I went like on these, these coughing fits where it was like so bad that I ended up having to take like a couple of sips of water. And and even um, having to suck on some mints um, because I just I couldn't stop the the, the coughing, um, and so I didn't know if that was you know something breaking up in my body or what. Um, 
as Sam was saying, he noticed that w- when I started to fast that um, things were happening in other aspects of my life, like with my mom going in the hospital and and um and stuff like that. So that's been my experience. Okay. How have you have you noticed any change in how you react to things? How I react to what? How you react to your situation and circumstances. Like have you seen a change in um your emotions? or your reactions to people, places, things? Mm, no, not, no, I can't, I, can't, I can't say that I have. Okay. Okay. See. Oh, there it is. Okay. Okay. Um, and the only reason why I ask that question is because when when you go on a fast, like I said, one thing that are uh, you know, when you listen to them in the church, they don't um, they don't let you know. They don't emphasize that we're supposed to be going into the word. So, you know, as you're going in, um, I, I was listening to this one minister, and he was saying every time he felt a hunger pain. Or every time he felt, um, especially when he did the absolute fast for three or four days or whatever, he felt every he felt a hunger pain or thirsty. He would go and read um, different scriptures, and that was his daily bread, and that was his drink of water. So. He said that way when he, by the time he was done, maybe reading that chapter or, you know, or whatever devotional or whatever he was reading, the hunger pain or urge to cheat on the fast, it went away. And he was able to continue throughout the day. And um, he said in doing that, he he was feeling he felt stronger than he had felt before, as far as like in the conviction of that he had control over the urges that his body was projecting. And so we're we'll be putting that to the test in the next couple of days, so we'll see <laughs> about that. Um, testing that out. Um, it also has to hear when not, when not, if. When you give alms, when you pray, when you fast. And it references Matthew 6, 2, 
4 and 16. So let's see. Let me go. What is that? Matthew 16. Okay, so it says in Matthew 6 and 2, it says, Therefore, when you do thy alms, do not sound a trumpet before thee, as the the hypocrites do in the synagogues or in the streets, that they may have glory of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But when thou doest thy alms, let not thy left hand know what thy right hand does, that thy arms may be in secret, and thy father which sees in secret shall reward you openly. For over when you fast, be not as the hypocrites of a sad countenance, for they disfigure their faces that they may appear unto men to fast. Verily I said to you, they have their reward. But you, when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face, that you that you appear not unto men to fast, but unto thy Father which is in secret, and thy Father which sits in secret shall reward you openly. So a lot of people say, oh, I fasted. You know, why look so sad, girl? I'm I'm going through I'm going through a fast. And it's like there's your reward right there. So we're supposed to still again, a, a cheerful giver, cheerfully going into denying yourself is what basically is being said. You don't have to have a you don't have to be all happy, happy, but I mean, if you're walking around looking like you're going through and then making people ask, well, what's wrong? Now you're telling people, girl, I'm going through, I'm going through a fast. That's where you're already receiving the reward of what you're doing. But what this is saying is if you do, when you do your fast, you do it like it's a normal thing. And what you at the you know when you're doing it, God will give you what you know. He will bless you openly for what you're doing, without anybody else knowing about it. And that's why sometimes I question when churches go on fast, because it's like, what if he called? What if he didn't call you to fast? but you're going on the fast because the church is going on the fast. It's like that's the only thing I have a question about. Like even if the the pastor is saying going on the fast, but he doesn't give any direction for the fast, what am I fasting for? I agree with you on that. When they have the church, good morning, ladies. When they have the church corporate fasts, yeah, 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, what is it for? Why am I fasting? And are you direct? You know, it's like whenever you heard them in the in the Bible going to fast, it was for a revelation to be received. Therefore, it was a corporate thing to do it because they were all looking for the same revelation. But now it's just kind of like, everybody going to fast? It's the end of the year, and we're going to be on it for 40 days. Okay. <laughs> you know, so, you know, thank you. I thought it was just me. I was, I, and I always felt bad because I would start the fast, but without knowing what I was fasting for, I just was like, okay. Now, there are a lot of churches that um, do that, I've I've noticed. I mean, to to each his own, but I I often wondered that as well, you know, um, you know, am I doing this because I guess what, what happens too is like, you know, there's a lot of love and respect for the pastor, so when he says that about a corporate fast, then I guess the people feel like, okay, well, that's what he's been led to tell us to do. But you have to still pray and search your heart as to what, I, I, you know, I, I I just get what you're saying. Let me put it that way because I don't want to sound like I'm, I don't know, not making sense. <laughs> no, no, you were fine. Yeah, because I mean, because it's he's a, he's he's the shepherd, but it's just like nobody. I mean, and some people are like, well, like you said, because they respect and honor him as the shepherd of the house, but it's like still, like you know, there should be a direction given right. instead of just saying we're going to go on a fast, but. You know, I don't know. You know, Felicia, and even last week, like when Sam was was telling you that, um, and even though he was giving you the reason for the fast, he still told you to to talk to the Holy Spirit. Exactly. Exactly. Because he said, ask what kind of fast you're supposed to do, mm-hmm. how long, and, you know, and da 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 Mm-hmm. And that made sense to me. Like, okay, now I need to go back and be like, okay, well, what kind of fast? You know, and that would make sense if they did that in the church because then they're knowing that they're supposed to go and seek God for themselves. You know, because that, cause again, that goes back to God wants to have a personal relationship with us. He doesn't want to have to go through man to get back to us. That's that's the whole point of Christ, for us to have that direct access. But we are back to going through man to receive the revelations that God would love to give it to us on our individual basis. Um, the next um, 11 chapter of the book is called The Time Is Now. And he personally with 13 chapters. So um, he didn't do all of them. Um, it says the time is now, 
and he references Matthew 9 and 15. And Matthew 9 and 15 says, I'm going to go up, up to 14 first. And he said, then came to him the disciples of John, saying, why do we and the Pharisees fast oft, but thy disciples fast not? And Jesus said unto them, can the children of the bride chamber mourn as long as the bridegroom is with them? But the days will come when the bridegroom shall be taken from them, and then shall they fast. So he said, as long as the bridegroom was there, so now that he's sitting on the right hand of the Father, our fast is to bring our bodies under subjection so that we can hear what our new spirit man is receiving from the Holy Spirit. Because it's our flesh that intercepts the message. And so we're so bogged down with the cares of this world and the issues and situations and circumstances that we can't always hear from God in the, even in the spiritual realm. And so when you're doing a fast and you're going into the Word of God and you're speaking in tongues and you're reading Scripture and you're going to praise and worship, you are now basically reconnecting yourself with the Spirit of the God, with the Spirit of the Most High God. And you're able to hear Him clearer than when you're not on the fast, because now it's like you're purposely going in to pay attention without all of the interference. And that is where he wants us to be on a regular, being able to hear him clearly. And so, I, you know, I listen to Sam a lot when he's on the call, and I'm like, oh, that juice that he's doing, oh, my gosh, you know. But the thing is, because of the discipline he puts on his body to do the juicing, you can even hear it on the call that as he speaks in tongue, as he goes through the scriptures and, you know, and and praise and worship and everything, his connection is clearer than those of us who just kind of go to, okay, for me, you know, go and get that quick burger from the fast food joint or that, you know, that can of soup or whatever is convenient to eat instead of what's good to eat. But because my body says it wants it, I'm eating chips and chocolate and whatever. And so, but when you're disciplining yourself to eat a certain way and do a certain thing, that everything else is connected. And that's what we want to be, to be able to tap in and hear God just as clear. 
just as clear. We can do that. that and, that's, and that's another thing that the the church uh, the church has gotten us brainwashed to a certain extent. And that's why I love being understand because he makes us go back and he makes us think for ourselves. Whereas we listen to a lot of ministers, they don't tell you that you need to go back and reference what God is saying. They don't tell you that you can lay your hands on yourself, you know, or speak into your own life. They make it seem like it's only through them you can receive a revelation from God. So it's like this fasting will give you that revelation that you need that you do have spiritual authority. Um There were um, regular and public fasts um, that were called out. Um, there's one that they do every year, even up to now, and that's the Day of Atonement. The Jewish people, they do the Day of Atonement, and they do a fast unto the Lord. Um, fasting unto God is another one that says, in reference to Zechariah 7 and 5, when you fasted, did ye at all fast unto me, even unto me? Fasting must be done unto God. Are there any questions or comments about that one? Or anything we have talked about? Mm-hmm. Okay, so this was the same fasting unto God, which basically goes back to us talking about when the ministers say the church is going on a fast, what are we fasting for? Are we going to donate the money that we would go to the fast food or Starbucks or Dunkin' Donuts? Are we going to donate that money to a homeless shelter? Are we going to, you know, go to a senior citizen's home? What are we going to do so that we can honor God in the midst of our fasting? Um, for personal sanctity, is another um, section of the book, and it's referencing Matthew 5, 4, and Psalms 69, 10. And Psalms 69, 10 says, um, it says, when I wept, and chases of my soul of fasting. That was to my reproach. I may sack and going further says, um, I may sackcloth also my garment, and I became a proverb to them. They that sit in the gates speak against me. That was the song of the drunkards. But as for me, my prayer is unto thee, O Lord, in an acceptable time, O God. 
in thy mercy, in the multitude, in the multitude of thy mercy, hear me. In the truth of thy salvation, deliver me out of the out of the mire, and let me not sink. And so, when you're fasting, you're asking, you you can be asking God to deliver you from a certain situation. And so that's where you that's where you will receive a divine revelation from God on how to handle your issue of circumstance. He will tell you what steps you need to take, you know, to fix it and how to handle it. Or he will give you a piece about it until such a time as he divinely goes in and issues the decree on that thing to be turned around in your favor. And it says, um, another section is, we fast to be heard on high. And the reference, um, Ezra 8 and 23, and it says, we fasted and we saw our God for this, and he listened to our entreaty. And so, as far as this is concerned, for me, to me, as far as um, a lot of the begging and pleading to God, that was that was put under the cross. But now we need to be able to reconnect again. We need to be able to reconnect our spirit to God's spirit, to the Holy Spirit, the Comforter that Christ gave us when he went to the Father after he ascended to sit on the right side. The Comforter is there. The Comforter is here. But with all of the stuff that we deal with, all the impurities of feelings and emotions and cravings and all this, and, and, and no self-control and selfishness and all of this, when we fast, we are we are not only just bringing self control over our bodies, but also our emotions. Especially if you're an emotional eater, if you eat because you're bored, you eat because you're angry, you eat because you're sad, you drink or smoke or whatever, you are bringing your body under your control and purposely denying all the stuff that's in your that that um that usually has you eating outside of just regular hunger. And one of the things I noticed when I did do when I when I when I do a fast is I notice when I'm hungry and when I'm just like really hungry and where I'm only hungry because it seems like I should be eating something, which is totally different than what the world says to as well. But I'm going to leave that there. That's true, denying your body when your body's used to eating at a certain time of the day, every day, you know? 
and mm-hmm. because your body's used to it. It's not because you're necessarily hungry. Exactly. And with me, I'm, a, I'm an emotional eater. Me too. Like, you know, so if I'm upset or I'm bored or it's that time, you know, um, it's like, oh, I need some, I need something, I need something crunchy, I need something salty, I need something. And it's like I'm constantly putting something, you know, and it's like, but as a whole while in my head, I'm like, but you're not even hungry, you know. So with the fast, you have to, now you have to pay attention. Now you have to lock it down and say, no, I'm not going to do it that way. And that's the hard part because on a given day, I can, you know, I can go all day and I think about eating. But the minute I say I'm going on a fast, it's like, man, and it's happened to me three times. I've I've started on a fast, and each time I broke it because I wasn't thinking. I wasn't I wasn't engaged in the fast enough, and so I was cooking dinner for. And each time I was like fixing something for my son to eat. And I was like, oh, I need to taste this to make sure it tastes okay. Which I could have just stopped right there, but oh, but this is good. Take another piece. So by this time now I'm sitting down on the plate. Like, oh, well, it's over. I've done it, you know. I guess I'll just wait and I'll do the fast to get another day. We have to understand too that this fast is not gonna be an overnight success. Excuse me. If we really choose to do the fast God's way, we will stumble a little bit. And I'm trying really trying to get this in my head because every time I do it, I get so discouraged. Like, oh, it's too hard. I don't want to do that, you know. And so I won't do it. But this time I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. So. Because I want the more of God. I want to hear him clearer. You know, I want to be in his will more than any, in my own. Cause I don't want to mess up no more. You know. I really don't. Okay. Now, the biggest thing is... um the last three um, chapters that he has in here, they gave a small note to was chapter eleven. Is this is this chapter in the book, Pam, to free the captives? Is that chapter eleven? Let me see. Hold on. Uh, now chapter eleven is to change God's mind. To free the captives is twelve. Okay. Okay. So to free the captives, um, and he references Isaiah 58 and 6. 
got to look all sick and deep and, you know, and, oh, girl, oh, boy, oh, my God. You know, he wants us to fast. So and, and seeing what we do during that fast, that's when he comes and he he enlightens not just our spirit, but, like, Sam prays for us each and every day, that supernatural healing, the rejuvenation of our, our youth, and all of that will come along with it as we go on the fast. So as we go before God, closing out this year, let's ask God what kind of fast does he want us to do? Does he want us to do a partial fast, an absolute fast, a normal fast? How long? And then as we're on the fast, asking him what scriptures he wants us to read, what stories or history does he want us to reflect on that may reflect what's going on in our lives so that he can give us the revelation and the divine answer on what he wants to do to deliver us from what we're going through. And the next one says, um, it says, the fat, you know, fasting to deliver. And he references Isaiah 49. Uh, and he references Isaiah 49, um, 24 and 25. Um, hold on one second. And it says, shall the prey be taken from the mighty or the lawful captives delivered? But thus says the Lord, even the captives of the mighty shall be taken away, and the prey of the terrible shall be delivered. For I will continue with him that contend with thee, and I will save thy children, and I will feed them that oppress thee with their own flesh. How that goes together. But I still think it should be referenced back to Isaiah 58. Because even in the fasting, he delivers those who are your seven degrees of separation. He will also help you get a revelation on their issues and circumstances as well. Should you pray for them? Should you not pray for them? You know, what kind of, um, what kind of help do they need from you? Is it, is it a word? Is it a prayer? Is it encouraging? Is it encouragement? God will show you what to help with as we go through the fast. And last but not least, it, it references back again to 9 and 2 of Daniel. Um, we fast revelation. Um, Nine, two, and then three, 
and 21. 23. Because it says, Daniel turned my face to the Lord God, seeking him by prayer, supplications, and with fasting. And Gabriel, the angel of the Lord, said unto me, O Daniel, I have now come to give you wisdom and understanding. And that was, he received that through supplication and fasting. So even in the fasting, you have to humble, you're humbling yourself. You're humbling yourself, not only before God, but before, you know, you're putting yourself out there for God to be able to say his whole heart is toward me. His whole heart or her whole heart is coming, is coming towards me, is seeking me, is seeking me and asking me what what needs to be done. It's, it's, it's in that humbleness that God is just like, I can work with that. Send us towards that plenty of times. It's only in our humbleness that God can work with us. Not when we're walking around in pride or self, but really humble and open to his leading. And so that being said, that is the end of... um, Bible study, unless were there other, um, what were the other um, parts of the of the um, the book? Um, Pam, um, I mean, what the, what the other chapters were? Yes, ma'am. Okay, you stopped after to free the captives, right? Uh, for Revelation. Okay. Um, after that is uh, flesh pots of Egypt uh, to buffet the body. What about asceticism? Fasting and the body or health and healing? How to begin? How to break the fast? Diary of a fast? in the last days, and they fasted. Okay. Okay. Uh, Actually, they fasted is is not a chapter so much as it is, it's like a, a poem. Okay. So the last chapter is um, in the last days. 
And then there's a okay. poem called They Stay Fasted. Okay. Yeah. So, hold on one second. That's, oh, thank you, Lord. Okay. Um so um well, you know I'm gonna um I'm gonna end this Bible study on a prayer. And what type of what type of fast are you doing, Miss Pam? What type of fast have you been doing? Uh, 24 hours, no food, no water. Would you consider writing um would you consider um writing notes on you know how The fast has been affecting you. Mm, you mean like a journal? Yes. <laughs> mm. I am the word. I I I hate writing letters. I ain't gonna lie. Um, <laughs> letters, writing papers. Um, the whole the whole nine yards. Mm. Mm. Okay, let me ask this. And the purpose of that would be to basically.
specifically for you to be able to share with yourself as well with others your journey. Because, I mean, the thing is, and we always understand that because I'm going to be doing the same thing. There are some things that I want to see changed in my life and my children's life that I know the fasting is just the first step. There are some other things I need to do as well, but fasting is a step that needs to be taken. And, um, you know, and just seeing the journey from the point that it started and then give myself, you know, and looking back 30 days from now, you know, 60 days from now, and seeing if anything that I was looking to have changed has changed. Because the thing is, when when we're doing a fast and we're seeking God, you know, after a while, you know, we lose sight of what we're doing it for sometimes. We forget what the specifics are because something else has been added on. But if you're keeping a journal, I mean, it doesn't even have, it doesn't have to even be a lot of detail, you know. It could be like, okay, um, you know, like say today is your day of fasting, your 24-hour day of fasting. Um, and you could just put down... I'm looking for today is to have God reveal to me what I need to change about X, Y, Z, you know. And, you know, and then, like I said, you have to go no further than that. But when you look at that same journal entry, 30, 60, 90, however many days from that point, did you receive the revelation? Was that issue resolved? As you go along your as you go along your journey, you know that's pretty much it. Because that 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 entail that in turn encourages you, as well as others, when you're sharing your testimony. Like he did it, and I didn't even know he did it until. I looked back and read it in my journal, you know. That's that's pretty much the only reason why I said that. No, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I'll give it a try. Because it, 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 it'll encourage you. Because, like, it's just like it's just like somebody trying to lose weight. They might not see themselves losing weight because they've been carrying that same weight or whatever for such a long time. But it's not until somebody sees them, what, 60 days into the journey? Well, I haven't seen you in such a long time. Are you losing weight? You're looking, you know... 
then you're going to look in the mirror like, you know what, I did. Look at that. You know, and it's like now you notice it because, you know, you stepped out of your 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 normal and see it before it really is. So, that's it, that's all. That's it, that's all. Ooh, okay. Um, go to pray, and then we're gonna close this Bible study out. Um, um, I pray for all the lists. Father God, we come for all the lists that we usually pray for throughout the week. Lord, the sick is shut in. Those who lost loved ones, those in hospice, the church, the ministers, the shepherds, the missionaries, the unsaved. Abused, abused, and addicted, in prison, the individuals, precious the ministries and their family, friends, and seven degrees of separation. Lisa, Arthur, Juanita, Cloud Academy, Foundations for Advancement. New legacy. We pray for wisdom, knowledge, understanding, and discerning power. The free of your spirit. And for all to be reconnected to you, O oh God. All to be reconnected to you. Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for the time you have given us to set aside the day to talk about you and what you want and appoint when it comes to fasting and self-control and being under your divine will. As we pray for each one on the list collectively in our heart, God, we know that everybody's issue, circumstance, and situation is different from minor infractions to major catastrophes. Only you know what every person is dealing with. But Lord, this is the day that you have made. And we rejoice and we are glad in it. We are glad in heart, spirit, soul, and body, O oh Lord. As we give it back to you and do it as you see fit, that your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And so, Lord, we pray that your peace, we seek your peace, your joy, and your patience 
unto each one, oh God, that is needed and necessary to wait for your answer to be made manifest in the heart. And during their wait, we see that no other form against them shall prosper. No weapon of sickness, illness, disease, infection, plague, or allergy from bacteria, viruses, chemical, fungal, man-made, bug bite, parasite, no attack on the endocrine system, the thyroid, no attack on the pancreas, the liver, the heart, the kidneys, no attack on the bones, Tendons, joint, marrow, arteries, the veins, no attack of cancer, arthritis, migraines, minor aches and pains shall come against us and prosper. Nothing that we eat, drink, breathe, or touch shall cause us mental or physical harm. We hide ourselves under the shadow of your wings, and we cover ourselves in the blood of your Son for our good and for your glory. In the name of Yeshua, we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, ma'am. Yeah, how's your mom? She's um, she's she's getting stronger. She's getting stronger. Back to her old honorary self. <laughs> <laughs> And your sister being home safely? Yeah, she went home uh, last weekend, last Saturday. So she got home safely, and she'll be back in, uh, she's going to try and get back here in February. Okay. All right. All right. We pray for a swift, swift recovery. We pray for your continued patience (laughs) with your family. Well, we just thank you for Pam and how she takes the time out of her day, each and every day, Lord, to do with those things that she helps others with. Strengthen her, she continues on her path. Strengthen her in her spirit, soul, and body. That's only you can do, oh God. So she could step out the way and hear and do what you have called her to hear and do. In the name of Yeshua, I pray. Amen. Amen. And that is our Bible study for today. You have a blessed week. You do. Did you have a good Christmas? It was nice. It was nice. the, the kids got a lot of stuff that they wanted. Praise God for friends and family. And, um, and, uh, it was nice. We, my niece met Lasagna, and we got together as a family and just played games. Okay. So it was, it was really nice. It was really nice. I appreciated it, you know. And I have to say, um, you know, I 
appreciate the family I have on this call as well. Y'all don't know how y'all have kept me sane by the grace and mercies of God. Y'all just don't know. Um, and it's, it's, oh, it has been more than a notion when I thought I was on my last. Y'all came through, you know, just being able to get on the call and hear y'all joking, you know, and to be included in that, you know, it was, it has been and is a blessing. Um, and I thank God for y'all. I do. I thank God for y'all because if I didn't find this call, things would be a whole lot different. Things would be a whole lot different. And so, um, yeah. So enough of that. You have a blessed week. <laughs> you have a blessed week. I'm not even going to go any further because then I start crying. <laughs> and I hate crying. But, um, but yeah, y'all just, y'all, you know, it is, it is something. So I just, my prayer has, is always, like, even though our numbers is not about the numbers, it's about the heart of God, because he said when two or three are gathered, he's in the midst. And I, I kid you not, I feel him every time we're on the call. He's always here, and he's always just so present, you know. And so whoever listens to these recordings, I hope they're blessed by it. And they don't hear just the joking around, but the heart of all of us reaching out to God and feel that feel what we feel, the presence of the Lord just laughing with us, saying, "These fools crazy," <laughs> but they're my crazy ones. You know what I mean? Just you know, like. <laughs> <laughs> Because I, I know he just be looking at, he look at Philip, he look at the way we go back and forth, and he just shake his head like, these these people here, God will love them. God will love them, you know, because the love of God shows and it shines through each and every one of y'all, each and every one of y'all. So, anyway, love you, girl. And um, I will talk to you later. Okie dokie. All right. Have Good a blessing. You too. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.